People deluded, I'm back again. I hope you're all doing well and safe. Welcome back to another edition of the Deluded Podcast, the DG Podcast, the Really and Truly Podcast. As I always say, whatever you refer to it as, I don't really mind, just as long as you know where to come to in terms of where your content is. Make sure you're following the guests. I know a lot of you are listening on Spotify, Apple Music. Shout out to the ones that don't have the streaming service and you're listening on YouTube. Please hit the like button, subscribe and then things there. If you're not going to do anything, more follow me on instagram information is in the description deluded guna 04 and also twitch man exclusive content coming to twitch q a's everything a lot of things i don't even want to speak too tough but make sure you're following me on twitch deluded guna it's hella easy to find you enough of that shit find me sorry so it should be easy for you um enough of the shameless plug-in as i always say good morning good afternoon good evening and in some cases good night it's tuesday morning over here in the uk obviously it's the second day of the week i hope you're moving closer to your goals dreams hopes and aspirations people um so yeah man as you don't know it's transfer window there's a lot of stuff to speak about but not a lot of stuff to speak about i mean how long are we going to keep sitting here and speaking about the you know the harry canes the grealishes you know i've done lo- lots of vids on rafael Varane, and i know he's getting ever closer to his man united move so i don't really want to go over myself until you see some significant progress um bit concerned about the signings Everton are making, you know, really and truly. Shout out Rafa Benitez, but I hardly see how a lot of their signings take them forward, you know. In the last day, they're being linked with a free transfer for Townsend. Damari Graves looks like he's completing a medical. I actually don't know if that's on loan or permanent. And Begovic. Now, in reality, Townsend and Begovic would be squad players. For Townsend, I respect it. You know, Palace weren't giving you a new deal. I'm sure you probably get more handsome wages at Everton. He's 30-odd. You get a two, maybe three-year deal, even a year deal. That's good for you. Begovic probably going to be second, third choice keeper. So it's good for him. Damari Gray, I mean, obviously you need to play for Jamaica. I don't mind. Maybe he wants to return home, home being England. Um, I don't know how it, how it worked out for him in Leverkusen. I weren't really preying him like that. But it is it is what it is. I hardly, I, I don't see how they, they push it. They push people forward. You know, they're hardly going to cause any problems. Um, on, on the topic of Everton though, man, let's, let's speak about something I really don't want to speak about people. And again, I don't believe in innocent until proving guilty for some cases in it but we have to stress let's not condemn and whatnot but saying that whoever this before i carry on with what i'm gonna say you know already my stance on people that do the kiddie fiddler thing and 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 rape and all of them sort of nastinesses there and all that crisis business you know prison isn't enough i ever said to you you know again i might get cancelled but death is the only expectation then I always sit there and I think to myself, death is too easy for these scumbags. I want them to beg for death. So as I said, these lots should be thrown in the... As I feel anyways, if it's not a jungle justice, if you know, you know, where you dash a tyre and do what you need to do, I think they should be chained to it by their ankle to a pole or something. You get them a big, big boulder. You give them a hammer that can smash a rock, but you need to, you know, it's not cut up to task. Every day you make them lick that up, hit it up, hit it up, hit it up, break it into smaller pieces. Yeah, it's been hot in the UK. Do, you know, make them do it in that. Turn on the heating in the cell. Make them beg for death. Make death is too easy. And again, heart goes out to any of the victims because even like, you know, physical wounds heal. Incidences can be, you know, you can go through therapy and stuff like that. You know, while it will never, it can, it can you know, if you break something, you can put tape back together. So it's not going to be the same. But for me, where, where I'm scared for victims of these things, this is there for life, isn't it? 
like this is them for life the physical wounds may heal the mental ones don't and then obviously i assume this is a male i don't know if this is a male to a young boy or a young girl it doesn't make any difference but you know just to make the example easy and speak about the woman you know you rob her of relationships you know you rob her of a relationship with her dad or how it once was with her dad with her brother with future boyfriends you know her boss might be a male people down the street it's already tough enough being a woman in society people and my eyes have been opened in the last i've always known that but in the last two years like i've listened to a lot of female friends and, and been able to listen to his examples and obviously we know there's nastiness that goes on but there's micro aggressions there's little things that women have to live in fear and much knows a young girl and things like that and for me obviously we're going to another another scale not that it is another scale but if it's a grooming thing it's even you know it's, it's even worse and things like that um so it's nastiness man this stuff has no place in the world it's absolutely disgusting i i, I don't really you, you lot know i know you lot's thoughts any decent human being you know your thoughts you lot know my thoughts i don't it's kind of making me physically sick but i have a duty to speak about this because as much as it's making me feel sick imagine the victim the victim's mother and all of these sort of things allegedly first you saw early information last i saw it last night um and had every reason to speak about it today so I don't know if it came out prior to that, but apparently earlier you saw a Premier League player was arrested on suspicion of child sex offen offences. Um, and since then, you've seen a footballer described as a senior international has been arrested over alleged child sex offences. The player in question cannot be named for legal reasons, but you can name a suspect of, of many other crimes, you know, but you can't name someone for kiddie fiddling or being a nonce or raping and all of this crisis nastiness that has no place. And guys making my blood boil, but his club have confirmed that he has been suspended now it's obviously been revealed it's everton everton are trying you know everton have a new manager they're flying to america you know this has no place in society but it couldn't have happened at a better time for everton sarcastically because they shouldn't have to deal with this and and again you know this whoever this idiot is he shagged it because he's 31 he's described as a senior international all his friends in the footballing circuit and, and the outside world now everybody's looking at them funny you know how the saying goes birds of a feather flock together i'm not saying they're all like that but now people are looking at you now you're drawing out your little brother or your siblings or your mother you, you know how it is when you see people do mad stuff people start saying what's going on in their house so you've drawn out everyone i'm sure much is the case this guy probably has a, a wife and kids and and all of these sort of things and again i don't want to rationalize it we we say the same thing when these things happen you're a professional footballer you're playing in the premier league you can have any girl or if you swing that way anybody where you want um obviously of age and with consent but there's no logic around this people you know this thing has no logic these lot are groomers you know these lot are nastiness you know they like little 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 boys and girls and i don't know if they like the little boys and girls figures which is disgusting but they're, they're turned on by that they like to groom they like to gold you know they're sicker than we think there's no ration we can't rationalize it so we have to stop saying they can get any girl they want and all of these things these people are not rational they have a sick fetish for these things and god forbid you know, I always feel when these, sadly, when these situations come out, it's not the first time. It's just the first time he's got caught because I feel for everyone or other, what I hope happens is other people, if this this happen, rise up and speak. What you typically happen, there's a lot of people that just keep quiet. They'll go about their life. They'll suffer internally or they don't even know they're being groomed and all of these sort of things. Obviously, in the unlikely event he's innocent, then yeah, man, you know, apologies to him and things like that. But there's no smoke without fire. A lot of these people walk free from the court system and the police cells because they 
say lack of lack of sufficient evidence you hear that a lot that's why a lot of women don't have much it's it's, it's the same thing but different um a lot of women in england they don't that's why a lot of them don't pursue the rape cases and things like that not because they're in it they're, they're, they're not innocent and they don't want to it's because again they're told there's insufficient evidence and the court system is set up for every way of these people to, to evade this. You already see it with the sentences they get. We all know birds of a feather flock together, so people within the system are probably protecting each other, you know? You get longer for selling drugs than you do for rape. It's crazy. I'm not saying, you know, selling drugs isn't wrong, but I mean, come on now, you know? One is a choice people are actively making. The other one, you're choosing to rob someone of their innocence, of their life, and force yourself upon someone. So obviously, this guy deserves the book thrown at him, people. I don't... What I don't want to do is what probably people are doing because you see, I don't want to, you know, I don't want to say names until it actually comes out because when their names come out, I'll be back on YouTube and I'll be giving them hellfire. But you can, you know, I'm pretty sure there's probably two, three, 31 year olds in the Everton team. You can imagine, obviously, people going and selecting who it is and whatnot, people. And, um, the player cannot be named for no reason, for, for um, legal reasons, but the club have confirmed that he has been suspended. The footballers had his home raided on Friday and was arrested later that day. Officers arrested a 31-year-old man on Friday the 16th of July 2021 of suspicion of child sex offences, the statement read. He's on police bail for pending further inquiry, so I guess they don't want him anywhere near the training ground and he shouldn't, man. And like I said, man, they need to rush him. Everton have suspended an unnamed first-team player pending a police investigation, the Premier League club said on Tuesday. And I mean, it won't be hard to work out. It's pre-season. You know, I don't know if Everton will guard media access, but it's not hard to work out if somebody's in training on friday i mean thursday since friday they're not there you know you already know it's a 31 year old so the numbers are while i'm saying you shouldn't speculate but they're being whittled down there's only so much you can hide and everton you know what what can it's a tough decision to be put in obviously they have to condemn it um, but for what it's worth, Everton have un have suspended an unnamed first team player pending a police investigation, people. No further details about the police case were provided. The club will continue support the to support the authorities with their inquiries and will not be making any further statements at this time. A short statement on their website said people. So may you know. May hell come crashing down on whoever did this. If they done this, it's as simple as that, people. Brighton, I, I want to move away from it because, like I said, man, death is too easy. They shouldn't even be alive for what it said if they did do this. Moving away from that, Brighton have pulled the plug on a pre-season transfer training, I mean, pre-season training camp in Scotland because of the COVID-19 fears. Same reason you're hearing Inter Milan have actually dropped out of going to America and playing um, Arsenal, among other teams in, in, in the Florida Cup. And you are seeing a lot of incidences, you know, Arsenal's training ground. You know, thankfully, well, not even thankfully, we happen to be in Scotland. The under-23s and 18s have kind of had to um, quarantine and things like that in a short period of time. And you are seeing these things open up again. And me, I don't think we're anywhere near seeing COVID end yet because, you know, I don't think the government in the UK cares about people's health. And at the same time, you're seeing record numbers rise and you're seeing things open. And let's be real, you know, it's summer. You know, it's been, a, it's been a good couple of days in terms of the sun and everybody's out everywhere. Suddenly when you're old, I know they're saying now you need COVID passports and things to get in grounds. That's in September. You know, we're in July. 
there is, I'm sure, there's no carnival, but I'm sure there's festivals elsewhere. You know, I know they're not going to lock off all the festivals. You know, football is coming back. We're allowed in the grounds after being starved of that. You know, we've had the Euros already. So, and, and you are, again, even in my re immediate reality, you're seeing a lot of people pop up with COVID-19 now. So, again, you're seeing how it's, it, we ain't, we're not over the hurdles yet. And you can see, I, I wouldn't be surprised if we don't, if we see another lockdown by the end of the year. I just think the government are saying, you know what? Do you lot do your summer thing? Whoever gets it gets it. We're locking things down again in 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 in, in towards the end of the year. I don't think we've seen an end to this. I really don't. But yeah, football's going to be no different. You're gonna you're gonna see a lot of 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 preseason and and matches and all these things disrupted. In my humble opinion, people, that's just that's just the way I see it. People, um, moving away moving away from that, people, and hopefully we can talk well about football but unabout football people now, now obviously we know the racist fuggery which happened in during the euros especially within this country i mean drinking drugs drug abuse drink and drinking slash alcohol abuse gangster mentality mob mentality rolling in packs using you know character you know committing violence if this was another uh, walk of people in society at certain events which nowhere near see this violence you know how they're quick to condemn you as a thug and the rest of it um and for what it's worth you know that was that's going to be england's legacy for the euros it should just be speaking about a team that got to the finals and a young squad that could do better but as you don't know the legacy is going to be how this country conducted itself and a lot of people hate England for the arrogance they show, etc., etc. people prove them right you can't we cannot keep saying it's small sections of society it's not it's not it's not but anyways moving away from that the footballing association said it is determined to ensure disgraceful scenes that marred euro 2020's final are never reported i mean repeated sorry an independent review investigating the security breaches is set to take place um the fa announced on monday as you know fans fought with stewards and police and i felt stewards were done dirty stewards are not paid enough they're not taught in mortal combat they ain't got technically i know i think some stewards you have to get the the license you don't always need that you know um you're just you're not paid enough and you're not skilled enough to deal with that much less deal with violence me personally i would have said you look do your thing boy i can't lie you think i'm taking obviously if someone hits me i'm punching them back i can't lie to you but um once i see it's a bit mad i'm look i'm weighing up the pros and cons i'm like the ethic oh man don't get paid enough if any you know and again i'm not saying it's united fans or anything but you've seen unsavory scenes with the euros you remember when the united fans got into the ground in, at old trafford you remember seeing them images of the 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 the, the, the stewards eye bleeding you don't get paid enough for that you don't get paid enough to risk your health and at the end of the day the club ain't gonna look after these like if my man lost his eye and isn't able to take care of his family the club ain't gonna give you no compensation you know they might say send you a little letter but that's about it it's not worth it you know the stewards were set up to fail and i mean you should have considered this eventuality obviously we don't typically see them scenes in this country but that's why you should have expected it's the first final in 50 odd years there is racial tensions in society anyways and i mean away from any of of, of that carrying on stupidness bro we beat denmark did anyone not see the scenes well that's semi-final so logically you would think it's going to be madder in the final win lose or draw everyone knew how england was going to react win lose or draw you knew people were getting drunk fighting smashing up the place doing all this other stuff that's part of this 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 country's culture it's quite upsetting man but yeah man they've said we are determined to understand what happened outside and inside the wembley stadium um obviously we got hit with well no i keep saying we it's not me the fa's been hit with four charges by uefa relating to disturbances caused during the national anthems um invasion of the pitch 
throwing of objects and obviously lighting of firework by fans. So again, it's crazy. And in addition to that, a UEFA ethics and disciplinary disciplinary um, inspector has been appointed to conduct a disciplinary investigation into events involving supporters that occurred inside and around the ground people um, the FA announced last night that it would you know conduct a full um, last week sorry that it would conduct a, few, few, uh, a full review of such um, so yeah man I mean a statement said we continue to work with the relevant authorities to support their efforts to identify those responsible and hold them accountable Mark Bullingham apologised to legitimate fans and said the security team had never seen anything like it and i mean you can't afford not to england hasn't seen anything like this in many people's lifetimes you know first final for 55 years did someone not think we need to extend the police force we need to uh tighten up how people get into the ground we need to maybe con con control alcohol consumption or alcohol selling in and around the ground come on now this country has a problem with culture but i mean with drinking we are built on drinking culture you know this is what we do and there's nothing wrong with that as long as there's moderation but there's sections of society who you know are not happy with life and they, they you know it's a it's a mob mentality they're allowed to go among and do stupidness as i keep saying and again a lot of them are going to go and be drop bus drivers lawyers teachers just quote-unquote positive jobs in society where they can sadly implement their blatant racism and obviously systemic racism which is damaging people you know you already see, I think, un unfair laws, you know, we already know, even, it's so twanged, even in predominantly black countries, like, you're not allowed dreads and that, like, come on, that's a war on, on things, and I know as, as, as I, I used to have long hair, hair is, is not a fashion statement, it's a sign of confidence as well, especially for young black girls, um, so it's quite upsetting what this country saw, but football mirrors society, society mirrors football, and these incidences have been there, I think the problem with the British public is we like to, not even me, but, or you, People like to pull the, the wool under their eyes and act like everything's great and stuff. And it's not. It's not. There's nothing to be proud of right now with how they conducted themselves. So hopefully the book comes raining down on such. Um, I bet you wouldn't have expected Saudi Arabia and an it Italian joint bid to host the 2030 World Cup, people. I mean, that's crazy. We know Saudi Arabia are trying to get their foothold in, in global football even more. And we know, you know, a lot of Saudi Arabian advisors and Italian advisors... Um, are doing things man you know the two countries enjoy like i said a very close um relationship in terms of business diplomatic and obviously sporting relations if you remember if you lot remember next january saudi arabia will host the italian super cup people so you can see it and apparently a qatari based um um tv tv giant is is trying to um get syria right so you can see how this ties into a lot of stuff man saudi arabia has been pouring money into sport and tourism projects in recent years people in an attempt to diversify its economy and boost its reputation on the global stage as you lot know it's already seen anthony joshua fight it's had the saudi arabian grand prix it's had the dakar rally as well hosting a world cup would be a mad prize people and obviously i'm not sure because you would have what a qatar you that you know you know, you'd have a, um, you know, you'd, sorry, people, I had a brain fart there. Um, you'd have a World Cup in Qatar and Saudi Arabia. Would that have to be a winter World Cup as well? Because I'd imagine Saudi Arabia is hot. I don't know, people. Um, I hear what they're saying and I don't want to keep going on about these things, but I hasn't, it didn't say um, Saudi Arabia just changed its law to allow women to drive. I'm not even sure. So, again, there's only so much tourism you can do if there's laws and similar laws like such in place, which 
hopefully are not such people. Obviously, Saudi money is also believed to have been behind two of um, UEFA, um, the FIFA president, um, Ifatano's earlier brainwaves. If you don't remember the Global Nations League and expanded Club World Cup people. Um, apparently, it's even been suggested that Saudi money was underpinning the short-lived European Super League. But apparently, there's no evidence. So, yeah, man. I mean, Saudi Saudi Arabia, if any Saudi businessmen want to get involved in, in football, forget the World Cup coming by Arsenal Football Club. I know you lot got the bands, people. Um, that's what I would I would be saying. But it's that, really, in that regards. You know, and it's, it's, I don't think we'll see an Italian-Saudi Arabia joint World Cup. But you never know, people. In terms of talking about takeovers, I spoke about Arsenal. If you're a Newcastle United fan, disappointment for you because, um, you know, we all know, I think clubs are crippled because it takes takes majority of, of clubs to vote a new manager a new owner in but apparently the arbitration the arbitration here hearing sorry between Newcastle United and the Premier League over the club's takeover has been adjourned until early 2022 um, a joint statement from Newcastle and the Premier League on Monday said the parties attended a hearing today in the case between Newcastle United and the Premier League obviously the main hearing of the arbitration has regrettably now been adjourned until early 2022 so they could wait a year and still not get it and on top of that it's further frustration because for newcastle fans you have to get used to mike ashley i guess um which is quite upsetting apparently it's been adjourned until early 2022 due to issues with the disclosure of evidence the parties will be making no further comment at this time um newcastle united supporters just said it was unacceptable that the club had been left in a state of limbo for 15 months and I, it's true i do think it, if, if it was a quote a quote unquote bigger club like if it was arsenal if it was united if it was liverpool if it was chelsea city i definitely feel they wouldn't have had to wait there'll be things done and it's quite upsetting people and again you know it's it's it, the, the, you know again ironically we just spoke about saudi arabia i didn't even read this part it's a saudi um saudi arabian back consortium which included saudi arabia's sovereign wealth wealth fund so again it's a bit like trying to stop psg and city it could potentially be a country more or less back in a football club um obviously as you know it pulled out you know a deal was agreed um last year april to, to to buy newcastle however however it was pulled out following july with the deal still being scrutinized under premier league owners and directors tests having grown frustrated with its failure to reach a decision people so yeah man apparently richard martz just said the consortium disagreed with the premier league's conclusion that one entity would have control of the club and it rejected an offer of arbitration to determine who would own the club so i guess there's some white lines and and some uncertainties that need to be solved in that regards, people. Moving away from that, though, and speaking about some transfer news, you know, I'm very happy for Jesse Lingard. You know, what you know, his form is one thing, but when you dig deeper, you can see that he's done a lot to change mentally. You know, physically you can do a lot, but he's done a lot to change mentally. Seems like he's grown up a bit, but you see he's been working with like a life coach sort of thing. And he's been writing down his goals and his targets for the season. And you can't really be surprised that he had a good season for West Ham. You know, obviously he needed to play. He's been dealing with a lot off the field. And just by playing football, all your problems can go away. Being out of an environment, like being out of United for a second, like how he was always there for since he's been a kid, going to West Ham, these things can be positive for you. Um, and he, you know, he probably could have went with the Euros. He keeps his form up. He probably could go to the World Cup in 2022, people. And but with that, you know, his his future. There's still a lot to be said. I don't know if he'll be at United or not. But um, Oli Golasosha, for what it's worth, said Jesse is part of Manchester United plans going into the new season. There's even talk of giving him a new deal. Now, ironically, that was seen as to protect his resale value, people. Um, 
But who knows, people? Moving away from that, as you lot can see, apparently West Ham are still keen on signing him and are waiting on the decision as to whether he has a future at Old Trafford. And again, he might have a future at Old Trafford, but, you know, United are playing coy. They want to get decent money for Lingard. They maybe want to protect his resale value, then let him go. They might genuinely want him. They might want to wait until late pre-season to see if he's really improved or he's really got a use. They might want to keep him because they haven't completed doing what they're doing in the transfer market and want to have bodies in the case something happens. I don't know. Um, Oli Golasolsha said he was one of the positives he's a Manchester United player and he fights for his place he's come back bright confident and with lots of energy I think everyone saw what he did at the end of last season with West Ham he's still in my plans I expect him at United at the start of the season um, so yeah for what it's worth as you lot know Jaden Sancho is a United player but they're moving closer to officially confirming that and the same is said for Rafael Varane who has allegedly already said goodbyes at Real Madrid people um and Oli, Oli has said, when, when asked about Varane, he said the same again. On Jaden Sandro, he said, I don't think it's a secret we have a deal with Dortmund, but until the paperwork is done, he's still a Dortmund player. So Oli's just being respectful for Dortmund and not trying to damage relations because, you know, I'm sure they, they've got Jude Bellingham. I'm sure United will be indirectly, while I don't think they're going to get him, listening to what's going on with Haaland. In the next 18 months, there'll probably be a next Donny at, at Dortmund that everybody's after, people. There was talk of Marcus Rashford having a shoulder operation, and I just feel this certain individuals in this country should respect him, you know. I'm not going to say it's the same as going to war, but this guy has damaged, put his health on the back burner for club and country. Some of you are Manchester United and England fans, you know. He's stepped up to take a pen, and he's put off surgery. Have a bit more respect for him. But um, in relation to that, Oli confirmed the club has not yet made a decision on Marcus Rashford and whether he will need to undergo an operation on his shoulder. What I would say to Marcus is there's been times as an outsider looking in, and I spoke with United fans, um, a couple of my United brethren, it does feel sometimes... Because Marcus might be a naive sort of young man, loves Man United, he doesn't necessarily make the right decision for his health and he's picked up a lot of niggling injuries. At this point, I mean, Pogba had the same thing. People got onto Pogba for having his own fitness guy. Um, not the same, but you get the point. I feel at 23 years of age, I'm not saying the club don't care about Rashford and I'm not saying he shouldn't listen to their counsel. He should, but I would... I would look to be getting some independent advice, man. Can you go to an independent doctor free from your bias and actually um, um, Man United is seeing what could be said because you need to look after yourself. You're 23 years of age. Marcus Rashford, Man United player. You are Marcus Rashford. You are your brand. You know, you're 23. You you need to look after yourself. You're no good if you can't play or you're picking up injuries and, and all of these things. And you don't want these things to plague you. Look at um, look at um, Theo Walcott. He had a couple of soldier injuries. What did that do for him? Um, the 23-year-old is considering going under the knife after playing through the pain barrier with the injury since November. I mean, come on now. Unless there's a way of fixing it without surgery, come on now. In November, man, in July now. That's November, December, January, April... Um, I'm, I can't, I can't, I'm even mad to this morning, people. November, December, January, February, March, April, June, July. That's eight months, people. Mad to. And, and at what point, you know, obviously, if you need, if, if something needs to be fixed and you keep playing on it, how much are you making it worse? You know, there's only so much painkillers and, you know, bandage, bandaging it up. There's only so much of think, them things there you could do, people. Um, he said, we have to make the best decision for him for what to do with his injury. We have still not decided the course of action. And he's obviously condemned, the, and, and Oli, for what it's worth, condemned what happened to Sancho, Saka and Rashford. But I don't need to keep going on about that. I mean, away from all the negative news, people, if you look at it, you know, one thing, oh, it, it might be negative for, 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 
for the Liverpool fans. Um, Henderson's been linked with a move to Atletico Madrid and also PSG. As you don't know, he's turning 31 soon. By the time his deal at Liverpool's done, he's 33. I don't think they'll let Ronaldo and Henderson go, but Liverpool have a, have a squad that's very much for the present, you know. Thiago's 29. Salah's on the other side of 20. The same goes for um, Mane. The same goes for Van Dijk. They have got youth players. You know, Joe Gomez isn't the oldest. Trent isn't the oldest. Harvey Elliott, Curtis Jones. But there is a bit of imbalance and there needs a bit more medium-term players. Um, so, yeah, I don't think they can... I don't think that you're going to have a reality where all these players are going to retire at Liverpool and things like that. I think Henderson will sign a new deal. But, I mean, you have to consider with two years left, all options should be on the table. I know, for me, Henderson, I won't go as far as to say he's Mr. Liverpool, but he embodies Liverpool. Working class hero, conducts himself with absolute honour on and off the field. You know, good footballer as well. You know, big character as well. All of these sort of things, man, you know. Um, but apparently... You know, apparently for what it's worth, long-lasting Liverpool captain Jordan Henderson, um, apparently his future is far from certain. The Athletic understands that while talks over an extension have taken place during this off-season period, no real progress has been made. And to be fair, no real progress was going to be made. He's been at the Euros, in it, really and truly? Negotiations haven't broken down and sources stress that dialogue is ongoing, but it's both a complicated and sensitive situation. The reality is that Liverpool's owner, FSG, currently has bigger priorities to address in the squad. So Henderson must might not be that important. From a footballing point of view, they should be able to cope without him. Just from purely for football, but character, you never know. You know, this is someone that fitted in at centre-half when they needed it to be as well. Um, PSG boss Pochettino is understood to be an admirer of Henderson and he's keeping a close eye on development. The same goes for Atletico Madrid, where Henderson remains still good friends with Luis Suarez and would probably relish the prospect of being reunited with his former teammate. PSG and Atletico have previously... Um, have pre have previous for signing vastly experienced players on big wages, although whether Atletico currently have the finances to do such is unclear. The way in which Liverpool allowed Wijnaldum's contract to run down has alerted the market to the fact Henderson could be available. Klopp's admiration and loyalty to, to and loyalty to his captain, both as a player and person, is unwavering. They have a close bond. Klopp credits him with fostering the spirit and unity that helped propel Liverpool to Premier League and Champions League glory. Klopp views Henderson as a role model who sets the standards every day. If this was Klopp's call alone, then talks over an extension would have been a formality and an agreement would have already been signed. But when Aldum's exit underlined, um, underlined the fact that Liverpool manager doesn't have complete control when it comes to contracts, if he did, obviously he would still be here. When you look at it, people, Mane, Salah, Firmino, Jao Matip and Shakiri are all 29. Van Dijk and Thiago are 30. Henderson is a year older and James Milner's, Milner is set to be out of contract next season he'll be 35 it's um you know a source has said um close to it it's a contract that has been spoken about the least but probably tells the biggest story this is a critical summer for henderson for what it's worth henderson himself has kept his own counsel it's not his way to agitate he's too respectful and puts the team and the club first but it's unclear that the, but it's clear that this isn't about money this is about feeling wanted he knows club's plan for him but what about the club what role do they see for him going forward? Henderson doesn't want to be kept around just to keep give to keep stirring pep talks and help new players settle in. He doesn't want Liverpool to renew his contract because they think it's the right thing to do, but because they believe he still has much to offer on the pitch in pursuit of much more trophies. That's fact. And when you look at it, people, it promises to be a busy few months in terms of contract negotiations at Anfield because you look at as well as Henderson, Van Dijk, Salomane, Firmino, Fabinho, 
Alex Oxley, Chamberlain, and obviously Naby Keita all see their contracts expire in 2023. And then you've obviously got Alison Becker, who's contracted until 2024, but apparently he's in line to sign a new deal. In terms of outgoings, Liverpool have been doing doing a decent amount. You know, Taewo, the striker, is set to complete a 6.5 million move to Union Berlin. Um, and for what it's worth, Marco Greech. You know, the midfielder that was highly hyped, hasn't quite hit the heights or been given an opportunity. Apparently, he's set to complete a 14 million euros, 10.5 million pound transfer to Porto. He was pictured arriving late in Portugal on Monday evening after um, he'd been granted permission to leave Austria, the Austrian training camp where Liverpool are working for pre-season and finalise his move, people. Liverpool have also negotiated a 10% sell-on clause in that regard. Um, if we was to get into transfers now, people, because to close this up, because there isn't actually much more to speak about, let's go through the transfer column. As I said, Everton looked to be signing Begovic, Gray and, Hend and Townsend. Sorry, whether that takes them forward, I don't know. Um, apparently Chelsea know West Ham and England international Declan Rice is keen to join them and they will approach the Hammers to find out what it would take for them to get a deal done and I mean they I wouldn't you know I'm sure they want to keep keep Rice and bring in Lingard but that might bring them closer to Lingard peace you know you was quoted 60 million for Rice I won't say Rice set the Euros alight but he did okay so again at 22 years of age they're not going to go for him for Rice I can't lie man you need to you know I, I'd, I'd do it for 50 and I think even that's overpaying I like Rice but his actual skills as a player you should be able to source in players significantly cheaper I think he'll be a centre-half at some point in the future for what it's worth but it is what it is in that regards people Apparently, Hudson Odoi is staying to fight for his place, so he's ended talk of potentially moving to Bayern Munich as part of a swap deal for Kingsley Coleman. Manchester City are unwilling to pay the fifty million asking price for nineteen-year-old Portugal left-back Nuno Mendes. Atletico are adamant Kieran Trippier is not for sale, um, but they would like to replace him with Nelson Semedo. Tottenham are in advanced talks over a deal for Atalanta's Argentine centre-back Christian Romero, who's quite good. Wolves have been handed the chance to sign Braithwaite from Barcelona. Um, Arsenal are still trying to get Locatelli despite him hitting one in Juventus. Um, Kula Bali seen a, a Manchester United bid of €30 million Euros rejected by Napoli for his services. Um, where else have we got? Danny Ings has, has, has his mind set on a move to Manchester United or Manchester City. Everton are interested in Dwight McNeil. I'm not sure how these signings make Everton better, but fair play. Burnley have an interest in Lyon's Ivory Coast star Maxwell Cornet. Um, Brighton want Nat, Nat, Nat Phillips, Nathaniel Phillips to replace Ben White. Not sure that's the right signing to make. Barcelona have been offered have offered have been offered the opportunity to sign Manchester United and Netherlands midfielder Donny Van der Beek. Leeds are considering a move for Adama Traore. Chelsea youngster Lewis Bay is attracting interest from Liverpool, West Ham, Leeds and Southampton. I mean him, Paris Hart, for me, Livermento, 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 I think Arsenal should be involved. Livermento, the right back, I think Arsenal should be involved for that. There's shades of Tariq Lamptey there for that 18-year-old. Um, and finally, allegedly Bournemouth are favourites to sign Scott Dan. So make of that what you will. Can't say that's inspired. But yeah, man, we've been here for 30-odd minutes. Sadly, we had to speak about this Everton business. We spoke more positive, and, and obviously the Euro stuff. We spoke more positive about Jesse Lingard and transfer stuff. So yeah, make sure you're paying attention, people, especially if you're listening to this on YouTube, because I'm sure at 11.30 a.m. I'm going live or we'll focus more on Arsenal and stuff. Please make sure you're supporting. Like I said, Deluded Guna on Twitch, Deluded Guna 04 on 
Instagram, Twitter and the rest of it. More importantly than that, please stay safe. And like I said, it's Tuesday. Please attack your goals for the week aggressively. I'll be back on Friday provided there's something to speak about. It's been a fantastic edition of the DG podcast. Please stay safe. Have a great day. Like I said, hopefully I've provided some value for these 30 odd minutes. People deluded. I'm out. Thank you for listening.